Welcome back to Cloud Wars Live. This is the podcast that digs into the digital revolution and the extraordinary things happening in the business world as the cloud and other advanced technologies remake how businesses work, what customers expect, and drive a great deal of growth and innovation. We're delighted to have with us today a couple of executives who are going to talk about what's going on between SAP and financial services and particularly insurance and also a partner of SAP, SAP Pioneer, which was a spin-out from SAP about a year ago. So from SAP, we have Tony Tomich, who's a group vice president and global head of SAP's insurance business. And from SAP, we have uh, SAP Pioneer, we have Mitch Bruchard, who is president of Americas. Gentlemen, Hello. good to see you. Great to see you, Bob. Good to see you again, huh? So, um, Guys, it was great to see you. I think we met in San Francisco a couple of months ago, and I got a chance there to learn more about not just what SAP is doing in uh, insurance and so on, but also the role that SAP Finear is playing in the interplay between your two companies. So could I ask, you know, Tony, you first from the SAP perspective, and then Mitch from SAP Finear, could you talk a little bit about what the thinking was behind the formation of SAP Finear and how that's coming along? Tony? Yeah, thanks, thanks, Bob. I think it's I think it's one of the most incredible stories we have in financial services in the software market. To be honest, um, actually, almost two years ago, uh, we've been asked by our board, "What's the next big thing for financial services?" Um, and knowing that the market significantly is changing, knowing that um, only over the past 10, 10 years, hundred billion of US dollars have been invested into fintech. Uh, there was a market created of worth four trillion US dollars, um, and we saw as well in the insurance space that you basically have as well new entrants that are entering 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 that space. And for us to stay ahead of the competition and to continue the the successful growth track we've been on, um, a different approach was needed to really ensure we keep up with all these changes in the market and that we as well, on the other hand, accelerate that. So today we have 20,000, close to 20,000 financial services customers, 5,600 insurance customers, and those solutions that are today with Pioneer have been grown over the past two decades. Providing those solutions with proper roadmaps, with the perspective for cloud, um, that was that was our aim. And we wanted as well to leverage the good situation in the, on the capital markets. And actually we've safeguarded uh, 600 million um, US dollars of investment to fuel this business, while at the same time it says close on one end to SAP. It's SAP Finia, it's our family. Um, on one end, it's as well, we are shareholders of it. Uh, but on the other hand, as well, accelerate, accelerate this growth and respond as well to the challenges that the financial services institutions, but as well that the fintechs and insurtechs have today through that approach. And Mitch, you want to you want to maybe outline this as well from a pioneer perspective. Yeah, I think that's a great point, Tony. I think, Bob, you know, what's happening is how clients are innovating has changed, right? And, uh, you know, I think last time we talked, you know, the big, huge program, you know, once they get it done, they realize innovation isn't done. And what we're seeing is there's a lot more co-innovation taking place. And we needed to um, start behaving a little bit more like a fintech or else an insure tech company. 
Um, you know, so, you know, within SAP Finear, we have the independence to do that, right? We have the independence to uh, co-invest with our clients, to co-innovate on solutions that we think we can pull back into our product, right? And improve the experience that uh, the clients have with our product, but also we're in changing how we engage with our clients as well, right? And uh, in, in engaging, we bring our labs closer to the clients, right? Um, we do a little bit more uh, discovery with them and, um, you know, so it is a slightly different experience than you might have with, you know, um, SAP, which is, you know, a very powerful software company, right? But at, at the same time, um, you know, we needed to expose our labs more directly to the clients. And in insurance, the rate of innovation is so rapid right now because it's uh, there's, there's a lot of change taking place in that industry. And that's not slowing down. Right. So I think this is a great move for SAP and SAP Finear. And I think it's going to be a great move for our clients as well. So we're very excited about it. Yeah, guys, I, you know, it's fascinating to hear you describe this, right? Because you both talked about pace of change, closer to customers, new way of doing things, but also not uh, breaking with the past and the tradition that SAP, the success has had. I mean, Tony, those were some big numbers you threw around there. Like, you know, it's 5,600 insurance clients on the books already. So it isn't that, you know, you didn't have a presence. It's just there was a need to do new things in new ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so part of this, gentlemen, too, is uh, I guess across the board, not just financial services or insurance, but across the board, SAP now wants to become very much a partner and ecosystem led company. That's been part of the mission that's been described here. So um, SAP Finear is one of those partners. So talk a little bit first, Tony, then Mitch, about you know how uh, SAP's insurance business plays with partners overall. And then what makes SAP Finear such a unique and important partner for you? Yeah, I think, I mean, we always we always tell kind of Fanny as a partner. Yes, on one end it is, on the other end it's just our family, right? I mean, kind of as stated, uh, it's it's really a, a visionary aspect that we've taken that we've taken into account and kind of putting this putting this approach together while offering all what Mitch has said, right? Speed, flexibility, contractual. Uh, contractual flexibility, right? Since we do not need to operate on IFRS 15, th these are all ingredients how we kind of set set up that approach, right? And to me, the best success stories in our industries are where we bring um, the intelligent enterprise, which we as SAP are having as a strategy in which we are preaching all over the place uh, together. And that means that we have the best assets of SAP, of SAP's partners together to deliver an end-to-end -end experience for our customers. I think kind of it very much differentiates from a true best-of-breed approach because I would say we are the best-of-breed in terms of end-to-end -end industry processes. And Fioneer exactly helps uh, helps us to do this. Uh, we just in Amsterdam at our recent event had a great presentation from Ergo Mobility Solutions, which is a digital attacker uh, within the Munich Regroup that actually is using both components, right? The Fioneer components, but as well the SAP components together 
uh, and the power of SAP's um, visibility within 25 industries to deliver mobility services together with car manufacturing companies. They just recently announced their partnership with BMW, with Volvo, Great Wall Motors, where they think about providing mobility services instead of instead of, instead of just a risk-based insurance policy, right? That's, that's I think, keen. And I, I believe that Fionni is going to help us on top of that um, to really get the power of business networks. I mean, SAP is a huge business network itself, but driving innovations with the bank, uh, with the banks and with the insurance companies, with the insurtechs and fintechs, I think that's, that's another aspect. So I believe that really this is, um, as said, I mean, I've not seen one of our competitors taking that bold approach because it's not only about finally investing, it's as well at the same time, SAP investing in the further verticalization across the portfolio, which we have, which uh, is within in solution areas like CX, in solution areas like uh, human experience management and so on, which I believe if you look into human experience management, for example, today, um, it's often if you are best of breed, a process from hire to retire. But with our solution set, we look into the onboarding, the offboarding, the licensing of agents, the management, managing of portfolios and bringing total compensation management together, right? Even in that simple aspect and the collaboration that we have amongst the two firms is actually facilitating that. Yeah. So, Tony, part of the value of SAP Pioneer has not been to so much come in and displace what SAP is doing, but allowing more of what SAP has done to be brought to bear. Is that right? Absolutely, Bob. We have a huge business case that we grow each other's businesses um, significantly. And I believe that this is already happening. We are we, we see that the ecosystem is really jumping on on on, on our approach. It's something new, um, but it's uh, we, we see kind of that all the partners that we have, uh, that uh, all the customers where we have conversations with are really um, actually admiring us for taking such an approach to innovate and to innovate fast at speed, be agile and, and offer co-innovation as, as, as never before. Yeah. Great. Mitch? Yeah. yeah. So, so our, our first anniversary is next Wednesday, by the way. So it's uh, one year next Wednesday, which is, uh, which is exciting. Um, and I think, um, what we have to remember is in the transition, what came over was a lot of SAP people came over from the labs and the services organization, right? And um, a lot of products, like a lot of intellectual property and software. And our partners implemented those solutions in the past, and they will continue to implement those solutions in the future, right? Uh, the only way we scale and continue to scale our business and, you know, the SAP strategy around this is to continue to be engaged with those partners. What's a little bit unique about Pioneer is there's a tight, um, tight relationship between us and the labs, right? And how we actually continue to build out the portfolio to support what the clients are looking for, to make sure that we are in sync from a release perspective and all that when it comes to the S4 core, because everything we build is being built on top of S4 and BTP, right? So our labs are really, you know, tightly integrated together as we go to market. And then from, you know, a, a partner go to model perspective, you know, Tony and I meet with the partners together and we talk about what the strategy is and there's, you know, some things that Fineer is more, you know, focused on or 
you know, in driving with the partners. And then there's other things SAP is focused on. But at the end of the day, we're focused on, you know, really two things in insurance from my perspective, which is driving the financial core, right? Driving finance and ESG transformations, number one. The number two, driving core insurance transformations. Um, and those two things, we are dependent on each other to make sure that that is successful. Um, right. Because everything we've built is built on top of the SAP technology as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Mitch and Tony, the one of the things that's come along too, right? You've got an, an anniversary coming up, Mitch. Congrats on that. And I guess it was what about twenty months ago that um, SAP rolled out Rise. So, another fairly recent and significant innovation for the company here. Could you talk a little bit about how the Rise with SAP program affects? Uh, clients in the insurance business um, and how it helps them because it seems like that business is changing probably as fast or faster than any in the world right now. Um, Tony, what do you think on that? Yeah, I think um, we've seen a lot of, maybe just to explain why we did rise, right? Because our strong belief was that just uh, putting on-premise software um, on really a, an infrastructure and turning uh, CapEx into OPEX uh, might not be enough for a lot of the customers, right? Giving as well the change or, and, and the pace of change within the industry that we, that we see today. I think, I think that's one aspect. And we strongly believe that providing a business transformation as a service, and we all know that business transformation never ends, right? Once, once it started, right? We could, we are in this continuous, okay. continuous change, uh, change mode. But I think to have really a true value. And I think it's not only about the intelligent enterprise as such, but if you just look into an office of the CFO, yeah. um, that today's CFOs want to have in the cloud, right? They want to have a new target operating model. They want to have the flexibility that they get regulatory requirements delivered. They want to have powerful platforms that go end-to-end -end and take out at the same time costs, but provide unique and significant business value uh, to, to their organization. And that's why just providing a solution there is not enough. We believe that thinking about the target operating model, working with our partners on the business transformation, making sure that business value is achieved by applying processes, standardizing processes that are in the cloud that have as well the flexibility then um, really to, to be applied, adopted, leveraging best practices. I think this is this is what we see in all these areas. And in our positioning in go-to-market, we obviously have an holistic approach on RISE, but then we, we deep dive into areas like office of the CFO, office of the chief sales officer, CMO, office of, office of the CHR, right? Looking into that and what are the benefits and holistic approaches from an end-to-end -end perspective in those, in those different offices. And I definitely believe that that's, that's, that's game changing. And that's not leaving customers just like, well, we just move it over on any of the hyperscalers. We have a 20, 30% um, cost case that we, that we can make. And what do we do after that, right? So I think we want to have the question answered of what do we do after that answered up front and then do the right things at a, at a certain at a certain point in time and actually executing up on, up, up on a business transformations, transformation strategy. And I believe that um, in combination, the rise, the rise construct in combination with the industry cloud applications that are delivered through our partners 
makes it so much more beneficial to our customers to go down that route because they can apply um, actually from, from broader sources um, that can increase and optimize their processes. And therefore, the industry cloud approach that we took with SAP Fania is something, something, something very special to us, which actually stands behind our entire strategy in that, in that, in that domain. Yeah. Um, Tony, thanks. So I think the key point that comes out of that is you can't separate two things. Of One is let's have a project over here that attempts to get the economic value of the cloud, and then let's have a separate project over here that it allows us to rebuild for the future, right? They, they've got to be fused. Exactly. Exactly. With the right business cases, value, value assessments, and so on. I mean, we have a huge <laughs> department of industry value advisors that really are focused on industries, focusing focusing on business processes to provide this business transformation as a service and the related business cases towards our customers. Okay. Good. Okay. Well, and on our side, Bob, like what we're laser focused on when it comes to Rise is building out the industry cloud solutions. Right. Right now, we've put three up on the store, um, and you know we'll talk shortly about our platform strategy. But there will be more solutions that are, um, as we verticalize our stack, that start to become available on the uh, SAP store as industry cloud solutions that integrate into the core, so into the core that clients deploy on um, within Rise. So, um, um, you know, we are the other side of the equation where clients can continue to innovate after they get the systems uh, deployed as well. Okay. Okay. And uh, Tony and Mitch, I know you recently had a, a joint event in Amsterdam for the financial services industry. We want to talk about that, but first, just want to offer a word from our sponsor, BMC. Tell me, is your business operating to its fullest potential? Businesses on their A-game are. BMC calls them autonomous digital enterprises. When technology and people can work together as one, businesses can achieve more and succeed more. Are you ready to get your business on its A-game? Visit bmc.com slash A-game. So, gentlemen, well, how about this joint event in Amsterdam? Because I think I heard that one of the key points was the future of financial services industry. Uh, that's a pretty big topic. How did that go, and what were people asking you about? Um, well, uh, so we is a great event. It was outstanding. It was the first event that uh, SAP and SAP Fine Year hold. It, um, it was actually interesting because I think it's one of the. It's been a while since we had an event like this. So our partners were there, uh, clients were there. It was extremely well well attended, and it was just great to get everyone together again because you realize that you know these personal contacts have a lot to do with how innovation takes place. Um, you know, what were clients talking about the, um, you know, well, what we did is we announced our platform strategy from an SAP Finear perspective, right? So we came out and we announced the platforms that we're building um, all of our solutions on. So basically, uh, we announced our finance and ESG platform, um, our insurance, core insurance platform, and our banking platform. And really what we're seeing, Bob, is we're seeing what I call the verticalization of uh, solutions within each of these pillars. And over time, what you're going to see is, you know, ver specific vertical solutions deployed within each one of these uh, three different platforms from us. Um, you know, if we talk about uh, insurance, I think that one of the, you know, we have a claim system, but also we're looking at touchless claims as a process that we're looking at, right? Um, if you look at um, in finance, there's a couple of new solutions that the CFO of the office of the CFO needs when it comes to insurance in North America. 
So I think uh, that's a big announcement for us and it provides clients with a vision, a view as to where we're taking the company and that, you know, what I call, you know, X as a service will be become very, very relevant and prevalent within our platform strategies. And, and this is why co-innovation becomes very important to us as well, because this is how we start to start building out all of the, you know, X as a service for insurance within the insurance platform. Uh, yeah. Tony, I'll let you comment. Yes, yeah, uh, it was the, the first the first event we had. I was sitting at home because I had COVID, so oh, that okay. was that was that was a bit. Of, and, I, and I just came from San Francisco, Bob. So um, at that, that at that time, which was which was a coincidence coincidence too. But I think I definitely believe that um, we wanted to put at this event. Um, our future strategy together with SAP Pioneer, I think it resonated very, very well. Um, I think the, plat the announcement of the platform strategy was was a fantastic thing. And I think that seeing, I mean, having a look at the entire event, I think we recognize basically that four things are are relevant, right, across, across the entire event. And the first thing was really the need for business model innovation. We had a lot of companies really speaking purely about this, be it the Bank, be it Bank of London or be it Ergo Mobility Solutions or Discovery, which put business innovation and business model innovation at their, at their, at their front and center. Um, the second aspect was all about sustainability. So there's no, I think there's no conversation nowadays uh, where we do not touch sustainability. So Ergo uh, Group provided their view on sustainability, rolling, they're rolling out currently a platform to 26 countries um, with our sustainability solutions from SAP. And I think then, then the third and fourth aspect, if I speak just from, from an insurance perspective, is really kind of how to apply uh, all these new and great technologies to drive and support this business model innovation, be it AI or be it um, IoT and other capabilities that we, that we see. And the last aspect, um, is very much, and that's from a business perspective, focused on the human, right? We see in insurance the focus on the human in the B2C, in the retail business, uh, instead of selling, selling them risk, selling services to, to customers. And, uh, in the B2, in the B2B environment, it is really about how to leverage business networks better, how to work with SAP differently than in the past. And these have been kind of my, let's say, four takeaways, um, uh, of the of the event, kind of where the where financial services and insurance of the future, especially, is 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 going towards. Yeah, yeah, and Tony, I, I sure agree with you that the you know what what you heard from your attendees and partners there at your event about business model innovation. If you don't start with that, I think businesses are always going to be sort of on a you know on that. Um, not the treadmill, but something like that, where you're just not going to be making progress. You're going to be fixing this, fixing that. But meanwhile, customers on the outside are saying, hey, that's all nice, but I need this. I need you to be doing new things for me. Um, so uh, great to hear that, those roundups from your event. Um, Mitch, Tony, I'd like to ask you, you know, you think, uh, and Tony, you mentioned all these, you know, remarkable new technologies and the impact they're starting to have on revising business models and so forth. Uh over the next couple of years, what do you think is going to be sort of the biggest tech moment for financial services industry? I mean, there's metaverse, there's sustainability, Tony, as you mentioned, cashless society. Uh, Mitch, I'd love to hear from you. What, how is all this going to play out? 
Um, well, you know, in the insurance industry, I think there's um, this ability to um, basically build products and solutions that get down to the, the individual now, right? And it's it's very, you know, what's going to happen is going to be interesting as the, you know, I feel there's this cross, you know, insurance is about risk management, right? Assessing the risk of a group, figuring out what the costs are. And at the end of the day, how do you, you know, build a profitable business around the risk associated with the group. When you get down to an individual, I think it's going to become a little bit more around behavioral science, <laughs> to be yeah. quite honest with you, right? Is what is the intersection that's going to take place between behavioral science and, you know, what, how do you want to motivate and encourage specific behaviors so that you can reduce the risk? And whether that risk has to do with <clears throat> how you drive your car, where you park your car, uh, what you eat, um, you know, whether or not you smoke, you know, do you exercise? Right. Uh, you know, how do you drive your boat? What lake? All these kinds of things. Right. I think it's, you know, it, it's interesting, you know, because because now we have all this technology, right, that can get down and scale down to, you know, what does Mitch Bouchard do in his in his real life world? And what yeah. what what is his risk profile? Right. And, you know, by the way, during covid, he went from driving 20,000 kilometers a year down to five. Right. So what does that all mean? So, you know, I don't think we're there yet. But I think that's probably where they're, you know, with AI and, um, you know, a lot of these, uh, you know, being able to scale processing on, you know, some of the supercomputers, I think that's where things are going to start to become quite interesting in the insurance business. Um, you know, the other thing that I see is with COVID, what ended up happening was a lot of the channels that insurance companies sold their products through were just basically shut down, right? And, you know, I've met with clients that are, you know, full on trying to figure out, like, how do I eliminate the risk? of there having to be a face-to-face -face interaction for me to actually provide an insurance product to an individual, right? And it's as simple as, you know, uh, you know, maybe the insurance company was a subsidiary of a bank and all of the insurance products were sold through the banking branches, right? And all of a sudden they're all shut down. And so what do you do? Do you just shut down your business? The answer is no. So, you know, in a lot of these cases, companies that had actually built their whole business model around captive agents or around, you know, having physical infrastructure, they are pivoting aggressively to eliminate that risk. So I uh, I think it's a really uh, interesting time in the insurance space. And, and sorry, and the only last thing I would add is, you know, I think um, I'm fascinated by, you know, BMW's announcement that they might charge you to heat your seats, you know, based on a subscription basis, right? The, the real question is, you know, insurance products are going to be things that we don't even really know we're subscribing to an insurance product, right? You know, I think, um, you know, over time, we may find when we turn the key on on our vehicle, we, they know who we are, and, you know, we'll be insured, right? Yeah. So it's, there's all these interesting models when you kind of start looking at insurance that could start to evolve. And, you know, how we get it delivered to us could change dramatically. Hey, Mitch, I hadn't heard about that BMW plan to charge for seat heating. Does it vary according to your uh, longitude? You know how far north you are. Well, well, we are we we are organizing protests in Canada as we speak because we are not for paying for our heated seats. <laughs> Tony, what what's your thoughts on you know what's going to be this big thing over the next couple of years? Uh, I think Mitch mentioned already a lot. I mean, I, I couldn't couldn't describe it better. I think. There's um, maybe what Mitch told at the end about that we do not know where insurance is is embedded into. In the end, I believe that really the rise of 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 new ecosystems uh, that we see, be it in mobility, be it in wealth and health, be it in education, 
I mean, I, I liked one McKinsey study, I think it's already kind of two years old, uh, where they where they state that uh, there are going to be 12 new ecosystems accounting for 65 billion, sorry, trillion, I think it is, um, additional revenues in the world, and none of those ecosystems was financial services. But you could see that within mobility, you have insurance embedded. You could see that within um, wealth management, you have insurance embedded. You could see that within health, you have insurance embedded. And I'm a strong believer of that. And, and we as a company, in fact, um, our entire business network strategy, we believe that each that the future of companies is to really become business networks and maintain business networks and con connect their business networks with each other. I think that this is this is huge for insurance. I mean, I learned. I mean, when I, when I when I did a kind of my, my first um, kind of uh, my first job was actually with with an insurance agent. Right when I was kind of sixteen, he was he was my soccer coach. Um, and, and we in Germany, there's a program that if you are in in the ninth uh, ninth class. You go for four weeks and you, you work somewhere, right? So, uh, and he told me that insurance actually is, is taking, is covering kind of the processes of people from cradle to grave, right? And that's another aspect of it, right? Where Mitch said kind of the entire behavioral aspect, uh, how you live your life. Uh, are you really uh, not only healthy, are you financially healthy, right? Are you uh, really uh, exercising? Are you, I mean, th these are kind of things. These are kind of things that will play more, more and more role. And I believe that kind of combining those trends and combining as well the aspects of business networks and using the power that we as a company can offer as SAP, because we work in 25 industries, um, I think that's, that's unique because only on our, uh, on our procurement platform, actually is the Amazon of, of the B2B business where you have more than 5 million companies doing business with. So, so now just think about embedding credit risk insurance on some of those transactions, right? And this is the conversation actually we have with a lot of the companies uh, today. SAP, we recognize your business network, but how can we embed ourselves, right, into it yeah. and generate new revenue streams? So. Yeah, yeah. So... Mitch and Tony, this has been great, and you both offered some, you know, terrific ideas. And I want to, as we wrap up, I'd like to give each of you, you know, a final thought here about if you could share one message with, uh, you know, your your clients or prospects in insure tech and the insurance industry overall. What would that be? You know, Mitch, can I start with you? Um, you know, I think it'd be, um, you know, the first thing would be, uh, you know when we've talked to our clients about, you know, what we're trying to do with SAP and SAP Finear, um, uh at the executive level, it resonates extremely well, right? I think um, um, when they understand the investment SAP is making, the commitment they're making, when they understand the investment that, you know, Finear is making in the solutions, they understand our our approach. They understand specifically what we're doing for our labs in North America, right? Because we're building out labs in North America that speak specifically to the requirements of our clients in North America. It resonates extremely well. And I know there might be a little bit, you know, the odd time, a little bit of confusion. What's this SAP and this SAP Finear thing, right? And, um, you know, I think my last, my last message would be, you know, engage with us to actually understand and the strategy and the plan and where we are taking the business over the next three to four years. 
because it is different. It is innovative and uh, it will produce uh, great outcomes for our clients, right? If, uh, if they, uh, when they engage with us. And then the, uh, and the last thing is the innovation is only accelerating, right? And that's why we've done this is to make sure that we can, ex- we can innovate at the pace at which innovation is going to happen. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Mitch. Yeah, there's not much more to say. Maybe, maybe just three final things. Um, I think um, we as SAP will verticalize all of our portfolio towards industry and towards insurance, which we are doing. The second aspect is we deeply innovate. That's why we as SAP have done the transformation in terms of business model innovation and, and, and driving this together front and center with Pioneer and with other partners. Um, and the third aspect is um, we'll focus on business model innovation and the business networks uh, strategy of SAP. I think kind of if customers are looking really for the best of breed in terms of end-to-end industry processes, um, I hope they talk to us. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, Tony from the SAP insurance business, Mitch from SAP Finear, thanks so much. This was really interesting. And I think you gave everybody lots to think about in this fast-changing world with rapidly evolving business models, more of a human touch, uh, and the verticalization of uh, processes and industries. So really great stuff, gentlemen. Thank you so much. Good to see you. Thank you very much, Bob. Take care. Folks, thanks to you for being with us here at Cloud Wars Live. Hope things are going very well for you, and we'll see you next time. 